Hello, hello, hello. Um, what was the name of that song, Duncan? No, sorry, the artist. Askis, the artist? Male. Male. Kimo Africa. That's such a sexy song. It is a sexy song. Doesn't it make you, her. doesn't it Where make you? Where is she you, from? Um, from, from. Local. Yeah. <laughs> doesn't it make you want to sit in a lounge somewhere sipping cocktails? It does. With a it very does. sexy person sitting next to you as well. <laughs> Although I'm having that kind of week. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, you know once what? I got over the hump. Actually, let's welcome people to the show. This is Between Two Femmes, um, Mabale Moloy, <laughs> uh, with Aspasia Karas, who has just come back from Dublin. Yes, I, I just want to say, you've also come back to us, because, you know, I missed you last week. Oh, you did very well on your own last week. It was great. Ah, uh, but without my partner in crime. I know. It without just my femme. It doesn't <laughs> feel the same. It just, it was like, you know, missing a femme. <laughs> it was just the one femme and not just two. Just the one. Just the one. Um, yeah, we were away in Cape Town uh, last week doing a couple of shows from mm. there, um, among a bunch of other stuff that we did. But um, you have just come back from Dublin, where I ran the marathon on Monday. They have a big bank holiday and uh, on a Monday, which is why this marathon is on a Monday. And that is where I was. How long was this marathon? Very long. I would actually like sort of add some kind of expletive to that <laughs> phrase. But you know. I am sorry. Uh, it was yeah. too long. When I was at 41.2 Ks and I thought, shit, I have one more K to go. <laughs> I don't know how I'm going to do it. And there was this lady who had run, she said to me, she came running up to me and said, oh no, we've run in her little Irish accent, which I cannot do. An old lady. No, okay. she was just some lady. Okay. She said, oh, we've run the same race, darling, and I've been watching you and you've been keeping me going. And I was like, oh my God. And um, she said, come, we have to get to the finish line before 4.50. Now, I usually run these things faster. I just want people to know. Four. I usually run 4 hours 30. Okay. But this was 4.50, so you must understand I was going a bit slowly in Dublin. And I blame it on all those leprechauns. What <laughs> What was the weather like? Because this is an important It was hot and humid. Yeah, and that's see. what I couldn't, I didn't believe it. I was looking forward to like cold. and Yeah, yeah. And this was hot and humid. But, um, so anyway, and they were feeding me jelly babies all along the way. Yeah. Everywhere. The, the Irish were out in like full force with jelly babies going, I've a jelly baby love, or however they say it in their funny Irish accents. And so I was like, oh, okay. And I think the jelly babies killed me. But anyway, there was this lady and we we're running the last K and she says, now we have to get there before 4.50. So 4.49. Which you managed to do. For our brains. But as I'm running, coming down the like finish stretch, and I'm feeling so tired and all my muscles are shouting at me, and I want to cry. I literally started crying, tearing up. I was like, oh, thank God, there's the finish. So you start tearing up, and then I realized I can't breathe, and I can't cry. And I can't run, so I have to choose one of these activities now. <laughs> because otherwise... <laughs> otherwise I'll stop. Otherwise, because There was no breath coming, so I was like, okay, stop crying. Yeah. So I stopped crying. Breathe, breathe, just finish, just finish. <laughs> I think you're insane because... I also thought so at the time. How but now many, I'm feeling better. Okay, so how, 
which other marathons have you done and do you do? Because, you know, I just do one a year. Okay. But I would never, you know, those people who do the comrades, for example, I think are insane. Okay. So you would never do the comrades. Never. Never. But why? Because you're already doing sort of like half of it. Exactly. <laughs> and I feel like I've just described to you that I couldn't draw breath. I was like, I have to choose between one bodily function here. <laughs> the body must run. And now I can't breathe and I want to cry. So it was, um, you have to, you know, choose one. Have you done the New York Marathon? No, I've done, I started off with Paris. Mm. Because, uh, you know, where else would a fashionable girl like me start? But now, let, well, this is true. <laughs> Paris. But also, I mean, if you've ever watched the Tour de France, for example, um, which is dead boring in my humble opinion, but part of the reason that I, I can watch... Except when they wipe out, eh? Okay, well, then yes. it's like really exciting. Yes, then, then, then it becomes a little bit more interesting. But part of the reason why I'll put up with watching it for a couple of minutes is because of the scenery. Yeah. As they're riding through the mountains exactly. and the hills. It's so beautiful. Is it the same with these marathons? You're kind of running there and then, you know, you're, exactly. f- you're feeling like you're, you're about to pass out People or die. People have been asking me, yeah, exactly. But then you look around you and there's this breathtaking and view. And you're in a new place. That's what I find really lovely because, you know, I could run, say, the marathon in Krugersdorp. There's one. <laughs> hey, don't, don't dis- no, I'm miss not Krugersdorp. Dis in Krugersdorp at all. But what I'm saying is, You've seen that shit before. (laughs) You have seen Krugersdorp. It's not going to be new and fresh. And there are not going to be any Irish like lining the streets, little leprechauns handing out jellies. Jellies, they call them. So you started with Paris. Yes. Where I have to tell you that I finished two Ks before Paris. This is why I wasn't crying in Paris. Mm. There were these people. There's a, a marathon in the Madoc wine region. With a hand out. In the wine region? Yes. What are they trying to do? It's a do? wine marathon. Oh. So you run from place to place and they hand out wine. And Come you drink, on. I promise you. No, no, no. That's no, how no, they no, used no. to do the Tour de France as well, fueled by red wine. But now it's fueled by drugs that no one <laughs> dares to mention. But at the time, at the beginning, <laughs> it was wine. But and I have to say that I drank it. So there were the little Madoc people. They were dressed in all their like sort of, you know, regional finery. Handing out red wine And I was like Okay give me the wine Because this was two Ks before the end And that red wine got me Over the finish line in fine spirits Now see that is All the professionals were looking at me Askance I might add to you All the like you know Proper running snacks They were like what She's actually taking the wine You know it's like taking the drugs I was like I'm going to take the wine You see that is interesting to me Because I would think that on a marathon like this There's no way that you're going to finish it Because you're drinking How many how many times did you drink the wine It does take everyone like about two to three hours longer Than they would usually take Yeah yeah Cheese, it's terribly fun. Wine will do that. I'm to kind you. of looking forward to it. That is I very, think I must do that one. That is actually very interesting. Mm. Am I did at Paris? Yeah. Vienna? Vienna. What was that like? It was uh, very sweet, very imperial, you know? It had all those like Austrian imperial like sort of buildings and terribly nice. But the friendliest one, and I did Rotterdam. Which is very flat. You are basically a machine. <laughs> no, just one a year. <laughs> no. One a year. I didn't say I was like a machine. Okay, but somebody but said still. to me, "Are you doing the Soweto Marathon, the Nike Soweto Marathon on Sunday?" I was like, 
I've just come back from running 40 some X yeah, kilometers like what kind, in what Dublin. What kind do you take me? But let me tell you that I met a little old man on the Rotterdam Marathon. Mm-hmm. He was 76. Mm. He'd said to me, he was running along next to me at the same time. I am not 76. <laughs> I was looking at him going, hmm. We got into a conversation. He said that this, he was running a marathon a week and he'd been doing it. He was now on his like 105th marathon. He runs them every week during the summer. Oh, it's like that is a machine, a 76 year old machine. He was quite moving actually because then he also told me that the year before or two years before he'd had prostate cancer Mm. and he'd finished his treatment on the day of the Rotterdam marathon and that he'd run it. On that day to celebrate the fact that he was still alive. Well, you see, anybody who beats cancer, I suppose, running a marathon for them after the fact is like, this is nothing. I've Mm. just beat cancer. I can do this. I know. And I was thinking as I was running about those goals that I interviewed last week, the lung goals. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And I was just, actually, I'm so lucky, even though my lungs feel like they're capsizing right now. But you know what? At least I can run it. Speaking of impressive... um, Older people I think it was last week I managed to catch A little bit Of one of those Oprah shows That she does on TLC You know she's Mm, got Like mm. that masterclass series And then she's got I don't know She's got a whole bunch Of shows And um, She interviewed A woman Also in her 70s Who is A bodybuilder But like this woman Wakes up at Something ridiculous like 2 o'clock in the morning. Apparently that happens to you when you get very much older. (laughs) You you lose sleep. She wakes up in the morning. She fries up about six egg whites. (laughs) And then she goes out for a run. And then she also runs a gym where she coaches and trains people. She's 76 years old. What did she look like? She's a bodybuilder. No, she's got muscles. She's got... Did she have that like sort of loose skin on top of them? No. So she looked... Apparently, that is what we should be doing. I mean, remember when we were chatting with uh, Warda and she was saying that a bit of bodybuilding, but of a bit of muscle, muscle tone and tone is what we need. It's very important. A lot of women are afraid but of where to fit it all in. I know this, this is, is my pro- question. This is the problem. And, you know, at this time of the year, the holidays are coming up and uh, who has you know, time to exercise. Still, we have to hit the gym. Otherwise, what are we going to do? Like expose ourselves. Yeah. I hate those magazine titles, I just say. Which Because ma- I would never put this on the magazine. Which magazine titles? Where they go, get your bikini body in, in two like weeks. Two yeah. weeks. Or well, they do a countdown. They're like, you have, whatever, <laughs> 46 days <laughs> to hit the beach. Yeah. yeah. I just can't, that kind of pressure. But Speaking it's, of the pressure, yes. did you see on Walmart... Walmart, what they did yesterday. You know the crazy Walmart. I mean, Um, have you ever been to a Walmart? I have never been to a Walmart, but there are those famous uh, chains of emails that go around of Walmart people, of people who've been photographed either in Walmart, looking completely ridiculous, the denizens of Walmart, people who are half naked or sometimes. You know, they do. I've been to a Walmart. It's the sort of place where people is it really like that? Who actually need. A, like sort of, they can't walk for themselves. They have so because overeaten that they actually go around on those little machines. Now, now this is their average customer. <laughs> what do they do for Halloween? For Halloween, oh, obviously this was some internal memo gone wrong. They wrote, um, they called it Fat Girls Costumes. I promise you, 
speaking about the bikini body now. This is what came to mind was the Walmart fat girl costumes. Somebody saw it. They started complaining online. What 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 what, what are they complaining about? They were saying. How can you call them fat girl costumes? But if you're that size, then what must we call you? <laughs> I mean, we must call you. I mean, these are. There are many, many words that people use for it. They call them plus size models. They call them no, 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 super sized me. In my, to my understanding, there's plus size, which is also another topic in its own. Because, you know, if you look at somebody like um, I don't know, Kate Moss, for example. Who is, you know, has always been wafer thin. She's a very skinny woman. And then if you, if you were to put me next to Kate Moss, they would call me plus size. Now you see, I have a problem with that because there's a difference between plus size and morbidly obese. But speaking of uh, plus size, I was very pleased to see that the models looked healthy last night because that is actually the subject we have, we have veered. Which is our want. It's, it's what it, it is our want. We have veered from subject to subject, but our actual subject today is uh, Mercedes Benz Fashion Week. Okay, so Africa Fashion Week, which is afoot. This in Melrose Arch as we speak. This started last night. It did. How it long? Did. How long? Okay, well, it runs for the week, obviously. Oh, Lord. It carries on until. Let me not say that. Let me sound positive. I'm so delighted. It's <laughs> carrying on all the way to Sunday night. Okay. <laughs> when they have the prize awards ceremony for, there's a big like sort of event to give, um, awards to designers. Actually, this year I'm a judge. Oh, so what is, what does that entail exactly? What kind of, the, what kind it's of things? Like designer of the year. Okay. Obviously based on the, the designers that are involved in Africa Fashion Week. But mm. the joy of it, I mean, I have to say last night, we're seeing, I had so much fun. I saw Taibo, um, now I can't remember his surname, but what does he's he, from, what does he he's do? from Mozambique. Oh. What do you think he does? Okay, he's, he's a, designer. a designer. Sorry, I thought maybe you were talking about one of <laughs> one of the many celebrities who also no. flock to this no, no, event. No. The, the joy of it is that the designers come true. Yes, true there. Okay. I did get a bit like sort of ahead of myself in the conversation. Sorry, where's it's he from? Good to call me Mozambique. Okay. So the the closing song was so cute. He for his was like Aluta Continua. Mm. Have you heard that song? Yes, I have. It was brilliant. We should actually find it and play it if we could. Okay. Because that was so much fun. It put me in a fabulous mood. There was <laughs> Mil Colleen, I think I'm pronouncing it right, who come from Rwanda. They're a small French couple. You see, this is... This How is, exciting is it? I mean, it's different. It this, feels like Africa's come to... Well, this ah. is the thing. This is very exciting because, you know, I feel like when the whole continent is involved, it's so much more interesting, so much more dynamic, and so much more exciting. But... It also sounds like it's a massive production. How many designers are we talking about here Huge. that get involved? I think like something like 15 designers, which um, is pretty... Uh, uh, let me actually open the... the and w- the, did you... I mean, were the regular the regular designers, South African designers there, you know, David yeah, no, Klaile? we've got David Klaile. He's yeah. doing the show at 11 on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure it's going to be a huge production. Apparently, he was going to close the fashion week. It was going to be at six. 
Um, okay, so you see, this is... This and now he's doing, like, sort of, apparently there's going to be a champagne brunch. I don't know, because I'm going to have to leave and go to the beauty playground with okay. Wild Abandon, the Marie Claire beauty playground. Yes. Which is also on Saturday. But now, you, you speak about closing and opening, and I, I mean, this is this is a big deal, right? It's kind of like curtain raiser versus the main match in a football game. It is a big deal. I think the person who closes the, the whole... Um, Show is the big cheese, and, and is I that is that David? David, David, indeed. Oh, okay. Actually, we have some fabulous news. Okay, because we can call Maria McCloy, and she can tell us a little bit. Because I wanted to call Maria McCloy. She is an accessories designer. You may have spotted her and her stall, um, her fabulous vintage clothing stall. At um, the various markets about town mm-hmm. But um, she designed some fabulous shoes That were on the Milkaline uh, website mm. I mean on the website You see I'm getting distracted mm. Because I'm handing the number over So that we can give a little call to Maria McCloy We will, we will get a hold of Maria in the next couple of minutes But... Um, so she does accessories. She does accessories. She's going to tell us about the fabulous sandals that she was showing. She, you know, she collaborated with this little Rwandan label mm-hmm. and t- supplied the shoes for the show. It was super cute. But let's not like steal Maria McCloy's thunder. Okay, no, that's fine. But I mean, you you were there last night, first night, there. opening night. I was there. I was. I won't lie to you. Yeah, struggling to move. Yeah. It was hard for me to sit and well, stand. That's what happens when you go run a marathon, land, <laughs> and then so go to hardcore. Fashion Week in your highest of heels because that is oh just Lord. that is just the kind of thing that you, you would do. You have to. You have to. Okay. We're going to get a hold of Maria. What's her surname? McCloy. Marina, Maria McCloy. Um, in the next couple of minutes. And then, yeah, we're just, we're going to talk more Fashion Week stuff. And then also yeah. a little later, I'll tell you about. Ah. I'll tell Taibo you. Bakar. Okay. That was the Mozambican fellow. Sorry. I'll tell you about the big, big, um, sort of fashion week show that Arie and the crew are going to be doing over the weekend. It's very exciting stuff. Um, cliffcentral.com.
Flawless, Beyonce and Nicki Minaj. Uh, I wasn't born like this. No, no. Well, <laughs> I didn't wake up this way either. You, you know what? Whatever. Like, one of those. I'm trying mixing my metaphors and my songs. I woke up like this. I didn't. We, we're flawless. You know what, Beyonce? You're not even that flawless when you wake up in the morning, girl. I'm sorry, but uh, this is, you know, this is an appropriate song to play in light of the conversation that we're having, talking fashion and accessories and fashion week and all that great stuff. And we've got Maria McCloy on the line. Yes, we do. Hello, how are you? We're good. How are you, Maria? Good, thank you. Ah, I'm so glad you're out of your meeting because <laughs> <laughs> I was delighted to see your accessories on the show last night on the Milcoline. Mm-hmm. Is that how you pronounce I, it? I think so, yeah. I mean, that's amazing. That's the power of social media, you know. I still haven't met them, but um, at my stall, I mean, my shoes mostly... Uh, African prints, you know, wax prints yes. or Ankara boots and flats. And then uh, a few, well, like two months ago, I decided to add traditional Zulu sandals. Oh. Uh, called them batatas. And I was, uh, you know, every time I'm at Market on Main on Sunday, I post the shoes and I got such a great reaction when people saw them. And I think that's wonderful. <laughs> and so Milkolin, uh, the Inez, the, the, um, the, the designer, she just, got hold of me, emailed me, and was like, please, could we have these for our show? And I'm like, okay. <laughs> That's amazing. It is amazing. Yeah. I mean, it's it's incredibly powerful. In fact, later on in the show, we've got um, a sort of 
a person who completely embodies the power of social media because she's a fashion blogger, one of those like international fla- uh, fashion bloggers. I was about to say fashion bloggers. <laughs> Floggers. <laughs> Floggers. <laughs> oh, it's confusing, confusing, Maria. Um, song of Style, Amy Song coming on. Um, but yeah. tell us a bit more about um, what what possessed you to start? Because, I mean, really, your day job <laughs> is pretty busy. What is your yeah. day job? Um, my day job is all right, day and night. You know, when you're a publicist and you work in the music industry and entertainment industry, it's kind of nonstop. Mm. So I work at, I work at Viacom International uh, Networks Africa as a publicist. So that's across brands like MTV and MTV Base and Comedy Central. And TV, then when did TV, the... One Nickelodeon. So, <laughs> so she's busy. She's a busy girl. No, you're very busy. But then when did the designing bug sort of get a hold of you and, and bite you? <laughs> um, You know what? It's always... I've always loved accessories. I've always loved bags. And then one day in 2000, yeah, about 2007, I was at home in Maseru and I was in the market and I met a guy called Ndete David. He sold earrings. I'm like, I love them. Make them bigger. Just for me. <laughs> and then I came back to Joburg and everyone wanted them. So it wasn't on purpose. And next thing they were at the Stone Cherry show and at Marianne Fassler show and they're in True Love and suddenly my earrings were this thing. And then I added vintage clothes and vintage bags started selling at markets once a month and then in 2011 I moved to market on Maine and I did the African print clutches and then I was suddenly producing my own thing I mean aside from earrings and people really love that people do really love that I have to agree this this people in particular (laughs) (laughs) yeah you were you have a bag of mine and wear it it's lovely and I see I see all the tricks (laughs) that wear my stuff there they're my muses I'm like yeah (laughs) <laughs> you're you're the face of my brand, ladies. So Maria, um, <laughs> you you must have been there last night then with um, with Fashion Week starting this week. Um, I mean, that must have been a, a thrilling experience for you. A, a what? Sorry, thrilling. She's saying yeah, it's thrilling. It's, <laughs> it's thrilling, you know, because all of this being in magazines and doing a TED talk and making shoes. It never, I never really planned it out. I sort of was just inspired and just did it. You know, I never was sitting like, oh, God, let me wait till I have a million rand to do it. And yeah, People exactly. approach me, like Marie Claire approached me for the sandals yesterday. How amazing, you know? <laughs> I never think I'm ready. I never think I'm a designer. Yeah. Suddenly you're on Fashion Week. You know, I never <laughs> think I'm up there with those people. But Neil Colleen called me and that was an amazing opportunity. So, yeah, yeah to see your logo up there was very, very cool. It was cool. It was cool, and that's why I thought, let's have you on the show to tell us a bit about um, the delights of uh, being so cool. The thing is with Maria, she really, you know, I also, don't you live in Yeovil? Yes. With all the cool kids? <laughs> <laughs> Which cool? I mean, I've been in that building since for 14 years, to be fair, so I didn't follow no cool kid there. <laughs> you started the cool you, kid you exodus. Kind of, you're kind of setting the trend. <laughs> <laughs> that building... There's something about that building that makes people want to live in it. Always throughout my life, people are like, is anything available? Is anything available? So if, it's, if anything is available, then I, I wangle that my nice friends move in. Uh, has you ever, sorry, sorry. No, no, go ahead. In, in the 14 years that you've lived there, how's it changed? Um, you know, I never lived in the Oval in the, you know, the 90s. Yeah. You know, the, the, the 90s when it was supposed to be like, you know, artistic hub and, like people compare it to Melville or something different. I mean, but 
When I got there, when I moved to Joburg, I was at Rhodes, and then we moved to Joburg, me and my business partners back then. We had a company called Black Raid. Well, I moved to Joburg in 1997. Um, I just like the energy of the place, and I think it has an interesting energy because it was the second after Hilborough, second Joburg suburb to become multiracial, even before apartheid ended. So it has that legendary status. I've always had lots of artists and creatives living there. And then it became a really pan-African neighborhood, so it's got an interesting, inspiring vibe to me. So a lot of people are scared of the overall. I just think just a vibey, low-income neighborhood. And my hill is amazing, and the people... I love that hill. You can see Ponty, there's people praying. I just find it all very stimulating in a way I don't think I would... In a suburb, no offense to other suburbs. <laughs> to those suburb dwellers. I, I, like, <laughs> I don't know what everyone is so afraid of. You've been there 14 years, and I mean, you know, it's 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 been great. You know what? Joburg is a scary place, eh? so it's all scary. Job, Joburg, oh, well, let's not lie. go there. Joburg. Let's try and avoid this conversation Joburg is today. A com- it's oh, no, a competitive no, no, place. No, no. No, no, I'm just saying it's as scary, I suppose, as anywhere else. It's just a lower-income neighborhood. It could be cleaner. Uh, they have beautiful buildings there that I wish the best art deco buildings in town. And, you know, slowly but surely you see some of them being refurbished and taken care of and Rocky Street, like more on the rise. And I love the, you know, there's a market there that feels like a market anywhere else in the continent. And that's a great thing. And I love that there's Congolese and Nigerians and Senegalese and South Africans. You can get some really badass vegetables there. <laughs> that you can't yeah, get anywhere exactly. else. But, um, but and probably for cheaper. Yeah. But, you know, speaking of that whole melting pot scenario, which is exactly what you're finding here with Mercedes Benz Fashion Week, you have all these designers from all over the continent. And, you know, is are there a couple that you sort of gravitate towards that, you know, you like what they're doing and, you know, you're doing collaborations with and getting inspirations from? Because I think that that is, that is one of the most exciting elements. Is it's so it's so inspiring. Yeah. I, I love that fashion week because people come from all over that you discover, and it's always a discovery for me. Usually, I don't know very much about people until I go to those shows, and that's what's great about the fashion week. I'm really looking forward to Marianne Fasler tonight. Always a strong African element. Me too. In, um, me too. Stuff, so <laughs> that, and and I love the variety. You know, when people are like, eh, they think African attire looks one way, and there's a stereotype and. And it really—that's what's week. fascinating. Yeah. It's so mad. Like Taibo Bakar yesterday was—it's probably gonna—and I really like that. I really love New Colleen. I'm looking forward to Lawrence Arlene from Ivory Coast. Yes. Yeah. So wow, there's amazing stuff. I'm sure David Lally will be excited and Laduma. She's, she's on Saturday. David yeah. is, is is a she now? Like what no, 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 no. She Lawrence. <laughs> no, Lawrence. No, no. Lawrence, Lawrence and Lean. <laughs> Lawrence, David, and um. Or well, maybe Lawrence is Lawrence, a man. David and Laduma on Saturday. No, she's she's a she's woman. a woman. And the Nigerian Ituan Basi from Nigeria. Really like that. Don't know what show she's on. So all of it. Looking no, forward to it. It's all. very exciting. That's what I felt. I was just like inspired. Yay! <laughs> That's cool because I know I know you Fashion Week. People, there's so many fashion weeks. You get fatigue. So we do. We get fashion nice week fatigue. Okay, but um, <laughs> like, ladies, just help me understand. It's a condition. Just help me understand here, because you know, you can't just show up and show your stuff at fashion week, right? You've got to be, you've got to be invited. It's a you've got to be. Yes. Just explain that I process. Have no idea. Just explain <laughs> that process again, Aspasia. 
Well, in, in, in Maria's case, she just needs to make stuff and people invite her yeah. on the social media. But um, in terms of the Fashion Week, they all have their own processes. But essentially, they you'll present, you know, they'll invite you. Yeah. And if you want to join it, then you'll you'll propose. You'll apply. You'll apply, and they'll they'll oh. ask. I mean, they have it's like, like a, a job application, it basically. Is. It is, and then you know, I think some fashion weeks are incredibly good at also sort of helping you craft your your collections. Um, and and I mean, ideally, there should be a buyers' lounge with every fashion week because essentially, the idea is that the media. And the buying in terms, not the public, but the retailers and things, see what you've got mm. for your new collection and they buy it. And there's some countries where the buying fashion week is actually on a different day to the one for the public. And the, and, the and the media, yes. And the I mean, when you say the public, exactly. you're really talking about an exclusive group of the public, which is the celebrities. But Maria, um, let me ask you about social media and the importance of that in in line with with what you're doing and your line of work and getting exposure. I mean, you know, these days there's a whole host of different platforms to choose from: Instagram, Pinterest, all of those avenues. How are you using social media to? you know, to sort of complement your line of work? Oh, it's, it's crucial. It's amazing. I love that it exists because most of us back in the day, we wouldn't be able to afford adverts and newspapers, I mean, newspapers and magazines, and we wouldn't be able to, um, most of us wouldn't be able to do that. So social media has really opened the way for us to market ourselves and get to a whole lot of, uh, to the public all over the world. You know, one day you'll have someone in Los Angeles wanting your Zulu necklaces and a beaded bag or a clutch, or someone in Zambia, you're being linked to the Zambian or Nigerian designer because they saw something of yours on Instagram. I've made I've made way more sales off Twitter and Instagram and Facebook than being in traditional media. So I love that. There's nothing like the thrill of picking up a magazine and seeing yourself in there. So I, I use all of them. I have to. Every yeah. time I have a new product or I'm at the market, I put it out there. I put how much it is. People email me. I have the stuff posted to them. It's yeah, an amazing thing. And how's the rest of your week looking, Maria? Are you going to be back there again um, anytime this week? I'm going to Marianne Fassler tonight. I would definitely gate crash <laughs> Lawrence, <laughs> Erlene, and La Duma. I don't have invites. Um, those are the ones I would gate crash. Cool. I'm going to... So See what I can do to get your ticket so that you don't have to get crash. Yeah, you know, I was quite saying, yeah, you're a very, you're a very powerful I'm person. I'm going to go and pull know. some strings. I, I, I get class last night. It worked for me. Uh, exactly. <laughs> Mar- Maria, thank you so much for your time and good luck with your line and your range and everything else. And it's, it's really exciting. Thank you very much. Yeah. Thank you for, for including me on your show. Wow. That's amazing. Thank you. <laughs> it's a pleasure. Maria M- McCloy. Fantastic. Yeah, have a lovely so. afternoon. Now, you too. Thank you. You know, like, are you kind of like, um, what's that woman's name? The editor of Vogue, the the woman with the stone with face, the Bob. Yes. What's her name again? Come on, how could I forget this name? The Glacial Winter, they call her. Anna, Anna Winter. Anna Winter. <laughs> from from a magazine perspective, you being editor of Marie Claire, you obviously get to go to these things. You you go you get to go to every single one of these things. I do, and you've been to you've been to a few here, Milan, Paris, New York. 
it's fun and they all have a completely different um mood you know what i i was and i think we can ask this when our um guest comes because she's just come from all the shows um, but there's a completely different mood. So in uh, New York, everyone stands on the wall, on the catwalk um, before the show, chatting, chatting, air kissing. It's okay. like chaos. Yeah. You've never seen anything. Here we really respect the catwalk. So <laughs> our, um, it was funny. Our, it's like our sacred ground. Sacred, that catwalk. sacred. Our, um, fashion intern walked across the catwalk. We were like all, <gasps> how dare you? going to have to have words with her. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what is going on? Walking across the catwalk. And then there's, there's Milan and, and Paris as well. See, I, I always wonder how we, um, because, you know, every, any, every corner of the world has their own little vibe and their mm. own little energy when it comes to, to fashion week. But I always wonder how we fare to these supposed international giants in fashion. You know, when they say the home of fashion, they'll talk about Milan and Paris and eh, and eh. <laughs> You know, it's it's almost... Um, well, you know, I think Mercedes-Benz sponsors something like 31 international fashion weeks. So, like, there's Reykjavik and, you know, one in Iceland and one here and one there. And obviously, they're all in a different category, mm. which is uh, interesting to me. I'm like dying, for example, to go and see Berlin Fashion Week. And I think they have their own national identities and characters. And I think that's what's very important is to feel that character come through. Um, and certainly this Africa Fashion Week, I was, uh, I mean, and I'm not saying it lightly, I was inspired last night mm. because we also have these ideas about... Well, you know, Mozambique, how like sort of cool can they actually be? I mean, it's a lovely place to go on holiday. Mm -hmm. Can they really have a fashion industry? And when you see the level and quality of what was coming out of it, it's moving. It's interesting. It's delightful. Well, I mean, all all it means as, as you know, as it was like an African resort collection. I have to say, I was like, there was this like feeling of like the African Riviera and then, you know, a fashion brand out of Rwanda. How crazy is that? It was like a deeply sophisticated looking thing. It had like these cool T-shirts, which were the nicest things I thought on their show that had these barber motifs on them. So like, you know, the barber signs. Um, and so that was quite fun. But I think we should go on to a song. Yeah, okay, no, let's, the moment, no, let, let's, let's do that because I'm a little bit worried about our guest if they're actually going they're to get almost here. here okay. they're saying. Uh, we're going to be talking to. Amy Song. Amy Song. Now, From Song of Style. I've I went onto her Instagram profile. This this woman has over 1.8 million followers on Instagram. It's insane. She's a fashion blogger, and you know, with those kinds of numbers, you know that she is the real deal, and she means business. So hopefully, Amy is going to get here in time, um, so that we can chat to her. As Aspasia mentioned. She's been uh, also traveling all over the world, uh, Milan, Paris, and New York, and all those fabulous places. And now she's here in South Africa. So we want to get, you know, we want to pick her ear a little bit and get, you know, some of her insights into the the fashion week. So hopefully, is she going to get here? She's coming up the stairs. Let's go to a song. Duncan, okay. Duncan is making me run the desk. So if I sound like I'm a bit all over the place, it's because I am. One, two, one, two. 
yeah, indeed. This is cliffcentral.com with uh, myself, Mabale, and Aspasia for another edition of Between Two Femmes. And of course, of course, we're talking fashion, one of your passions, Aspasia. And uh, you managed to get us in touch with a very, very exciting and important guest and who's sitting with us right why, now. Why she has over a million followers on Instagram? Because she's smoking hot. Yeah. We're, if, tell us, tell us, because this was our conversation in the morning. Um, first, tell us how to pronounce your name properly, because clearly we've been doing it all wrong. I, I said Amy because it's spelled A I M E E, right? Hi guys, it's Ami. Ami like mommy. Okay. Ami. <laughs> Ami. Ami song. And welcome to. Were you to... born this way, or not even born this way? What was it? Did you wake up like this? Because <laughs> you're flawless. <laughs> Thank you. That's um, yesterday's makeup. Just welcome, <laughs> welcome to South Africa. Your first time in the country? No, this is my second time. Yeah. The first time, um, I experienced Nisna and Cape Town, like the beautiful parts of South Africa. Mm-hmm. Are you saying something about Joburg? <laughs> no, but now I'm here to experience the fashion. I'm very content. I'm South trying Africa. to understand. Okay. Good save. Yeah, I had to come back to experience the fashion. <laughs> okay. You know? And obviously, I brought all my amazing sunglasses from Sunglass Hut. Yeah. Uh, so, in fact, she's brought them into the. I brought ten pairs with me. Can oh, I, let Lord. me see, let me see some of those because. Sunglasses are one of my favorite accessories. And then you guys are hitting summer, so sunglasses are a must. There are some quite astounding pairs. But first, we're going to touch on the fact that, uh, Ami, you have just returned from Paris, Milan, London. And we were wondering, does one get um, fashion week fatigue? Fatigue? Um, Not really. I mean, I feel like... That's why I came here <laughs> to finish off my fashion week journey with South Africa. And and um, did you ever, I mean, when you started blogging, because I believe that you're also an uh, inter- interior designer. designer. Mm-hmm. Was that where you started with the interior design? Yeah, I always started as a kitchen and bathroom designer yeah. um, right after high school. And then while I was studying interior design in college, interior architecture, and um, working at an architecture firm, I started to design, I decided to start a fashion blog. Did now, you ever anticipate that that blog would be taking you all over, all the, over world? the world? No, not at all. Like six years ago, I would have never imagined that I'd be in South Africa twice already in one year and talking to you guys and working with Sunglass Hut, like one of my favorite brands. So, no, this is kind of like a dream come true that I've never even dreamed of. It's pretty impressive because I went onto your Instagram account and you have over 1.8 million followers on Instagram. Clearly, you're doing something right here because, you know, a lot of people, they get onto social media and they think, yes, this is the new way of doing business and of growing your brand. But I mean, 1.8 million, that's that's pretty impressive. Thank you. There's actually no formula. I've been doing whatever I loved. And I think that just led me to have a lot of followers who, you know, happen to have this shit, like same interests. You're based in L.A.? Mm-hmm, based in L.A. Do you think that there's like a big, what is the style sort of? Dictate the style diktat of LA because it's apparently much calmer and less. Um, We're really chill. I have a very chill personality, um, and I think that's very LA, very California. Mm. And the funny thing is, a lot of people just who- to describe you to the listeners. Mm-hmm. At the moment, she is wearing a terribly delightful pair of um, shorts, <laughs> <in> black. <laughs> 
beautiful um, sandals. What are they? High-heeled, naturally. What mm-hmm. are they? Giovanvito Rossi. I love a little Giovanvito Rossi. <laughs> mm-hmm. Those were going to be my marathon shoes. You're in your element, yes. of course. But sadly, I just ran out of time mm-hmm. post the marathon. Yeah. I had to catch that plane. Um, a little tuxedo jacket. And that's what I like is what you're putting together um, is like a sort of quite a formal look. With quite a fun, sort of laid-back casual. And that, I would say, is the quintessence of L.A. style. Thank you. Bye, donkey. <laughs> <laughs> Look now at we're going to teach you some sutu. Okay. For the, since you're in Johannesburg, kia le bocha. Kia le bocha. Ami, you know, with the, with the reputation that you've sort of built for yourself and, you know, people now look to you as, you know, f- like the fashion queen, so to speak, and with, with, with your blog that's been so successful, does this mean that you can never have a bad fashion day? You can <laughs> never just go outside with your slacks on or your, you know, your little sandals or your little flip flops or anything like that. You always have to look immaculate. Is that the case? Um, I don't always have to look immaculate. I, ha- I obviously do have like a bad day, you know, when I'm like super lazy, but I feel like if you train yourself to buy great basics, great great items, and even on your worst day when you're like on a rush, you could still look fabulous. You know, like you have to invest on good quality pieces. Like for an example, like on my days off when I'm walking my dog, I'll just wear like a really great basic t-shirt and boyfriend jeans with like my favorite pair of sunnies. And I feel like I still feel like pulled together. I mean, do you only walk the dog on your day off? <laughs> no, all the time. All the okay, time. Good. <laughs> but you know those so days when you don't want to run, run into people. <laughs> um, speak. Speaking of, you know, Fashion Week and you being here, you did attend uh, last night, did you? Mm -hmm. Uh, What were your impressions from what you saw? Um, I actually saw a lot of shows last night. (laughs) And um, one of my favorites was the participants from El Rising Star. Mm -hmm. There were some great, great participants and great designers. I was actually really shocked. I thought I was only going to see, like, beautiful African prints and patterns, but there were other, there were designers who actually took that and, you know, Made it into a very modern day silhouette and mix it up. Um, I wish I great prize. Yeah, it was from great. Mr. Price. <laughs> <laughs> and I wish, um, like, if I had any suggestion, I wish like some would incorporate sunglasses into their looks because I always feel like that finishes off a look, um, or like handbags and whatnot. So that was like my two cents, I guess. But <laughs> other than that, I really enjoyed the show and watching the designers' creations walk down the runway. Uh, we want to delve into the sunglass collection there are some insane pairs and i say this you know with like the advantage of being somebody who quite loves an insane pair of sunglasses i'm looking at something from dolce gabbana which is filigreed that is like sort of it looks like a lace work like a fence basically (laughs) around the rim a lace fence in gold gold it's fantastic. Is this a, I mean, how would one pull this off? Well, you see, that's exactly what I was going to ask is you've uh, I'm taking over your questions. Okay. Usually, no, no, no. Mabali asks these no, questions. No, no, it's fine because in my mind, I'll see a pair of glasses and I'll think, yeah, 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 that'll work. And then I put them on and I think, whoa, um, <laughs> you've got to have a certain look about you to pull off some of How's these working for me? outrageous. You look fierce. Yeah, you look amazing. Cat eye <laughs> looks great on you. <laughs> so tell us, the, what are the, the three key trends for sunglasses this coming season? For summer, I think the soft cat eye definitely made a big return. You know, like back in the days, I feel like 
especially back in the 50s, cat eyes were so huge, especially with Jackie, Jackie O and Audrey Hepburn. But now designers like Dolce & Gabbana, they reinvented it with like much of a softer look. It's a classic, although you have the Prada cat eye sitting right here. And it's so it's not so pointy like the typical cat eye, so I feel like it's more universal. And would that work? Classic black. I mean, would that work for most shapes? I think that's why designers are reinventing it, so it works for most people. Yeah. So it's not such a turn off anymore. And I'm what looking about, at and myself in my laptop. How is that? I'm just putting on all these glasses, looking at myself in my laptop. It's quite <laughs> ridiculous. Know, you have reached. Okay, and then I also see a lot of embellishment, mm-hmm. a lot of um, some serious glitter going on. Yeah, Mio Mio came out with beautiful glitter sunglasses a few seasons ago, and they are continuing to be my favorites. I mean, the joy of these sunglasses is nobody's going to miss you, you know? You'll also reflect back at them. <laughs> As you turn the corner, we'll like know that you're disco coming. disco ball of sunglasses. And what about, um, I mean, we get to play around with so much stuff mm-hmm. as the girls, but what about for the guys? I mean, what kind of looks are the guys I'm sorry, I look a work? bit like, um, what's that, Liberace? <laughs> Liberace. I think every man should own either a pair of wayfarers or aviators. There's such a classic look for men. Mm-hmm. Like I think that's like a no-brainer. What are you wearing right now? I'm wearing Oliver Peoples, and they are a pair of like sort of classic. It's the wayfarer look it's reinterpreted like a wayfarer with like a gold accent. It's divine. It's divine, and you also have a nose ring. I do have a nose. Yes, I feel that we need to describe it. Duncan told me I had to create the theater of the mind. Well, that's what it's all about here. (laughs) Um, And then I have to say the piece de resistance in this little collection, which is like a box of treasures. God damn it. Um, I don't know if we'll let uh, you leave. Um, it's a velvet <laughs> pair of No, no, we'll let her leave Just we'll may- leave. Maybe not with her glasses Is what you're trying to say This is outrageously wonderful It is a pair of, of ray bands yeah. But tell us about it I mean, it has like the mirrored frame Or mirrored fla- lens And then the frame, it's covered with like velvet suede Yeah, that's, beautiful. that's very cool So I love that, you know, like All these designers are coming out with like Classic glasses with a twist which is quite a delight. And I mean, that is actually the trend in fashion is that people are trying to create, because there's so much mass fashion, mm-hmm. how do you create a look that is individual? How do you actually take it out of like being copied? Mm, and make it your own. And make it your own, something that is completely individual. And what is amazing is to see this trend following through in the sunglasses. And yeah, I always feel like sunglasses are like an extension of like the brand. So you take a brand's clothing and they'll translate it into sunglasses. And I feel like, you know, like sunglasses always finish off an outfit. You could have two exactly different people wearing the exact same outfit, but what makes them different is the accessories, like sunglasses, heels, and the jewelry they put on. Tell us about this cute little clutch that is sitting (laughs) here on the table. It's got, it's, it's a beautiful print. Thank you. Um, it's from an Italian designer, um, and she makes her own pieces in her little factory in Italy. And the joy of the clutch is that it's got a little hand. That is quite literally clutching the clutch bag. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's, it's a delight. I'm going to take a picture immediately thereafter and post it. Um, unfortunately, we've run out of time, but um, how much longer are you going to be? You're going to be in the country for the remainder of the week and for the remainder of the, the Fashion Absolutely. Week event. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Okay. Well, I hope you enjoy the rest of your stay. Thank you. And um, I, hope I want to get one last question in. Yeah, no, I go ahead. That there all these um, <laughs> blogger wars happening. Oh, oh blog yes, blog wars, wars between bloggers because really, tell me, in South Africa? No, or in the world? In the world, in the world, because apparently people are just getting tougher and tougher and not giving out so many front row seats and so people are competing is this true oh this is news, news to me <gasps> yeah okay. oh wait so bloggers are fighting against each apparently, other apparently apparently oh my god the blog wars who knew i, I mean know did know blogging is supposed to be this fun safe environment and like people are scoop and here prepared to kill each other she over has it. killed it she has killed it for well me. i think good. you know it's always super important for all of us to remember that it's better to compete against yourself than somebody else because you know like you're always gonna stress out stress out about it and if you think about it when we're listening to music we're not always only listening to one musician so we should always you know like try to be friendly with everybody like i just hope that we all make it (laughs) thank you so much enjoy the rest of your stay in south africa thank you and um when you come back for the third visit we'll have to take you to the other side of the coast in durban (laughs) you've done cape town and now you're joburg Um, i just actually feel that um i think she needs to see a bit more of joburg because of those comments that she made about the beautiful part of the country which we are taking to heart, to heart. <laughs> Sorry, I said I came back for the fashion. <laughs> shocking, shocking. <laughs> Army Song, thank you so much for joining us this afternoon. And this is where we'll leave it. But I'm going to play out with uh, Miriam Makeba's Aluta Continua. And why are we doing this, Aspasia? Well, we are doing it because this is the song that closed the... I better pronounce this properly. I've had a bad run this day. Taibo Bakar from Mozambique's show last night. The song, and I loved it. It yeah. put me into such a good mood. It resonated it with you. It was probably a mix, but we're going to play out with the original. Thank you for joining us once again here on Between Two Femmes.